Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 111 of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Helberton, and who has some stupid one-liners for me tonight? Hollow Child, Michael K. Hughes. Ah! That was me the entire game. <laughs> That's the game. Full of dumb little comments all the time. I was gonna, I was gonna, I wanted to go with some of the, the classic lines from this game, but I did not. Turns out they're all super forgettable. Yeah, and I beat this game a week ago, so that, that, that doesn't help. Emmett, and you didn't say your name. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm <laughs> Emmett Malcolm, and this is uh, a game that kind of seems to have it out for me, if I'm being honest. Same. <laughs> That's not. I can, I can completely go with that. <laughs> We're playing 2012's Binary Domain. Thank you. Yeah, and this is your pick. Uh, kind of. I'm still blaming your pick you for it. For me, because I talk, I talk <laughs> up this game a lot. It's published by Sega, made by Ryu Ga Gotuko Studio. Okay. Yeah, I don't know either. Yeah, this was originally game. supposed to... I can't remember if we said last week. It was originally supposed to be the first Gears of War, and then Mike upsold Binary Domain, so I switched it to this, and now I hate you a little bit more. Oh, this is the guys that make Yakuza games. Oh, okay. They made, well, Yakuza yeah, yeah. 5 and onward. People like those a lot. Yeah, so it's their... This is their first game. Their first game that wanted to really, really be an action movie. I really like, I still really like this game. Also, we should say, what difficulty there? I played on easy, because I play everything on easy. Um, I, I assume I play it on easy. I really have no recollection of picking a difficulty. Okay. I'm guessing I didn't play on easy. Uh, I think I picked normal. I might have picked hard. I don't remember. I might have been like, oh, this game isn't going to be that tough. I'm really good at third-person shooters, and then uh, picked hard. And whatever difficulty I picked, I really regretted it because I checked. You cannot change difficulty, or at least I can't find a way to change difficulty. Probably like halfway through, I was like, "Yeah, I should, be, I should be playing this on easy because I'm, I don't know why. I'm, I'm not good at Gears of War either, so maybe that's the, uh, maybe that's the connection." <laughs> I don't cover a lot. I mean, I covered it in this game, but I would get out and just shoot at people. And I'm assuming on your difficulty, if you started to walk towards them and shooting, you were dead. Yeah, and I'm, I'm more used to the, uh, you know, the Max Payne brand of third-person shooters. I'm more yeah. used to run in and do maybe a dodge roll, shoot, shoot. Not so good at covering. So that was, that was my issue in this game. Yeah, exactly. It's like red light, green light. I still think this game is better than Gears of War. So Yeah, well, I'm uh, sure we'll find maybe. out someday. <laughs> I don't like Gears of War 1 at all. I mean, this game cool. apparently sold like ass. According to the Wikipedia, the game only sold 20,000 copies in North America by April 2012. Oh, yeah. that is terrible. So it's first month. I bought this game three times so far. I have. I, I have it on remember. 360, PS3, and PC. I have it on Steam, but I have no memory of buying it. It must have been a sale or something, or, or a humble bumble. Yeah, or a fanatical pack. I, I'm a. I, the reason why I had why I talked this game up is because it has such a good story. It has such a, and I think it's a very interesting. And it does the right thing that gives me that dopamine hit that keeps me playing. Is that throughout the game, as you as you blow up robots, you get experience, which then you can use to upgrade money. Well, to say money, that you can use to upgrade your gun or other people's guns. Yeah, your singular you also, gun. I'm okay. That doesn't bother me because you get random guns from the enemies, which I don't use because I just use my gun. Uh, and you can yeah. also buy nano machines. Yeah, like upgrades, yeah, give you more health, more uh, defense, which I and that dopamine hit is one of the things that made me really enjoy this game back then and also made me really enjoy this game again for this episode. I don't remember how you sold this game on me because it sure would not have been the story to get me to want to play it. I'm not sure how I did. The story is a big part of why I like this game. I like story driven games and this game. Well, 
I mean, this game just starts off very interesting. Like, it starts off in 2080. It kind of gives you the brief that the world is in, has been destroyed by earthquakes or tonsumi, tonsumi, eh, hurricanes and things have happened, pe- things flooded. And tsunami. Tsunami. I can't say that word, though. And <laughs> the world is in chaos. And so people made robots to fill up not having the labor pool of, of humans. And in 2080, a robot that thinks it's human ends up ripping part of his face off and they find out it's a hollow child and they are you're sent in and then they find out that people are in Japan, somebody's making robots that look like humans that think they're humans that are actually robots. But apparently you can't tell unless you you think they would have gotten a shot and go, oh, that's weird. The shot didn't work very well or some other thing that would have happened mm-hmm. at some point throughout your life. You know, but hey, okay. That's not how my game started. My game started and it's like, <laughs> hey, this game has voice commands. Did you know how voice commands? I didn't know how voice commands. So it's like, hey, uh, answer me when I talk to you. And I push the button. And well, first of all, I'm playing on PC and it's like, push the this key to do voice commands. And the picture they show of the key is not a key on a keyboard. Nope. It's like two arrows pointing at each other or something strange. Weird. So I'm like, what the hell? So I have my, my 360 controller plugged in. I'm going to play with the controller. So I'm like, okay, I'll just switch it to where it shows... The Xbox 360 control, so I know what to push. And it wouldn't recognize the controller or something? No, no, no. Recognize the controller, but all the buttons are completely screwed up. Like, the left trigger and the right trigger aim up and down. Start and select are aim and fire. <laughs> I'm like, what <laughs> oh is happening? God. I had a hell of a time getting this game to run. So apparently you have to start the game up and then plug in the controller, and then it reads it just fine. I just figured out when it gave me random things that I didn't recognize the buttons, I just hit buttons and figured things out that way. And I associated <laughs> the weird commands it would give me like, Oh, that word, like, Oh, like that, that little underscore that really means a, okay, I'll hit a, well, you can go into the options and make it show you controller settings or buttons. I just learned to read a different language essentially <laughs> and associated the symbols with what buttons at first it was kind of challenging, but midway through the game, I was good to go. It's like reading your text or I have to stop and decipher them. I give you credit, though. <laughs> Pretty good at it so far. It's just, I don't know. It's, it, I, that's just all I am. <laughs> so, but I mean, again, that's one thing that got me. The story, I mean, the characters are dumb. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put that right out there. Well, but, yeah, because they're, they're action movie characters. Oh, they 100% are. Kane after, is the man, though. Who? Kane, the robot. Okay, Kane, yeah, I, I love him. Kane though. is great. Kane's the only, is the, it's the best character in the game that stays with me the entire time once I get him until I take him away. He's the only one I don't mind hearing. He can take a lot of hits. Yeah, uh, Faye's pretty great. Yeah, but that's we'll that's another there. story. But it, like, it's also so the idea is they see this hollow children, this fake robot, and then you're sent in what's called a rush crew. Apparently, United Nations get together and they decide that they need to in- go invade Japan with a small group to get to the this company in Japan that makes robots that has ties to the government. So you're sent in six people. You come in as a team of two, but there's other nations that's also sent in a team of two, a team of three, and a team of two maybe, and. That's how, So that's kind of the story of the game, how it starts off, because yep. Japan won't cooperate. So the story is the secret invasion from Marvel Comics, but with robots instead of scrolls. Yes, that's a good way to put it. That's no a really wonder you like it. it. I've never read that book yet. I want to. You saw I've Captain Marvel. That's kind of it's kind of like that. Apparently in December, they announced that a secret invasion series is starting set and run Nick Fury. Yes, in 2022. That's awesome. More weird phase four stuff for us to cover someday, right? Someday. <laughs> so i mean the gameplay of this game is also kind of it's a it's a cover shooter as we said it's and that's really all it is it's a cover shooter but you don't fight humans you fight robots robots boy, that think boy do you fight robots 
Oh man, so many robots. They, they come in like three flavors, and that's that's about it. Eh. So you, <laughs> I like the fact you can disassemble them. There's nothing creepier mm. than blowing off their legs, and you forget that they exist, and all of a sudden you see them crawling yep. toward, pulling their arms yep. toward. That is great. Just zombie crawlers at that point. Oh, and the melee attack is completely useless in this game, too. We should say that. Oh, yeah, it's weak um, as hell. I thought it was really effective against the little spider dudes that crawl oh, on you. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. That, I don't think I ever used that. I tried. I had, one of those, had one of those things on my back, so I put my back to my teammates. I'm like, shoot this thing off of me, and it just keeps shocking me, and they're like, there's enemies nearby. I'm like, yeah, no shit. It's on my back. Uh, I mean, your allies, like, you can you can give them, like, we were saying before, this game does have voice command, even though it's very simple. You can only say certain things that the game will recognize. None of us use it, I'm assuming. No. It's kind of broken, too, from what I've heard. Every so often, I would use it when, like, the situation, or really fit the situation where I was like, cover me while I do anything but <laughs> what you're doing. <laughs> uh, you didn't well, use that- a love you option when that comes available? You didn't say that what? in the microphone? No, I, I did not end up using the, the actual voice commands because... You also probably didn't get that far either. Oh, yeah, that was another thing. When I was trying to set up the voice commands, it gives you this whole list of commands to say, and it just would not register that I was saying these words, no matter how many times oh. I tried. It was it was awful. It was such an experience getting it running. It's one of the complaints with this game is the voice command. I mean, I don't care because I just held down L1 and I hit a button and boom, I'm good. I should have played the 360 version and... Use Connect because <laughs> that always works super well. Connect was a garbage. <laughs> That's what Microsoft says. I own multiple Connects. I don't care for this. <laughs> you shouldn't be surprised. It's me. I own multiple to multiple things. Mm-hmm. We know. Why? I don't really know, but it's something I do. So, uh, is question is that why this game has uh, voice commands? Is the Connect? No, I don't think so. So, I was I just think thinking, like, I remember, uh, oh, so, sorry. I think it just does. I don't think it has anything to do with Connect. No, because it came out on the PS3 on the same day. I figured yeah, if it was yeah. Connect based, it would have been a 360 launch exclusive or something. Yeah. Who knows? I would agree with that. I mean, it's just, I mean, Connect would work. It's, I don't know why it has voice commands. I mean, maybe it's just testing something because of the time, but it doesn't work. It just seems like they wanted to do something new and it just didn't pan out. Yeah, I can agree with that. I don't have a problem with it because I was I didn't use the commands anyway. Like when I played as an easy, I didn't really need to tell my team to do anything when they asked me a question like you go, Dan, or something stupid like that. <laughs> you know, I, I would just press a button and pick whatever the bottom option was. She's like, oh, thank you. And I think you're awesome, Dan. You got to build up the teammate trust. So they I follow like your commands like better to a degree. <laughs> it's like. It just seems like another thing they wanted to throw in there that doesn't really amount to a whole lot. Yeah, I was fine with it. It didn't. Bu- I mean, I, I like it. I actually have no problem with the whole team thing. I, I don't know if they got stronger or anything different. I think they just get stronger when you buy the upgrades. I, I couldn't tell any uh, improvement as teammate trust built. From what little I read on it, it sounds like it just makes them more likely to adhere to your commands. Oh, that's so good then. And then I- it. Changes stuff towards the the end. Yeah, for the good end, for the perfect ending, you need all all the team members to be with you 100. Mm-hmm. percent Which I never seen because I don't. I only use certain people, <laughs> and I don't switch them up. Yeah, well, I don't use Charlie or Rachel at all. I use Rachel quite a bit at the beginning. She's she's fun. Yeah, I don't like. <laughs> wow, 
<laughs> I just don't. I don't like her. I don't like her weapon. I don't like her. I mean, when when you get so the way so the game starts off, you start out with a big a big a guy who's you're two Americans. You both talk like action movie stars. Mm-hmm. You're Call of Duty protagonists essentially. Yeah. Okay, that's a good way to put it. You end up on a seawall because you're infiltrating Japan, and Japan has been mostly destroyed. The old city was destroyed, and they built this new city on top of the ruins of the slums, and they put a big plate in it, and they called it Midgar. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. pretty much. <laughs> and anyone who lives below the plate is, a, is they don't care about them, which is true, that there's no plate. But that's all I could think of when I was playing it. I'm like, oh, it's Midgar. Yeah, pretty much. And then I was playing something else in Midgar. I'm like, oh, yeah. So it... I I think this game does a good job of, like teaching you how the cover works quickly. I mean, the robots that you fight early on are kind of the same robots you fight almost throughout the entire game, but I never had a problem with the enemies not really being that diversive because they were fun to shoot and they were fun to... I mean, it is very, very satisfying when your bullets rip apart somebody's arm or somebody's leg and you just... Oh, I was satisfied every time I shot up robot. Every yeah. single... Yeah, they are pretty fun to shoot. That's another thing I really liked about this game. Besides the story, I thought it was great. <laughs> I'm going to keep saying that. Okay. Doesn't make it right. I know. But I, I believe it. So, I mean, like even like the beginning of the seawall, I think is very creepy to like, I think it's kind of creepy because you're, you're going on the seawall. You have to like swim at one part. You have lights that are watching you. You have sentry robots. You, I mean, it's fake stealth. that doesn't need to. But throughout that whole part, you have like this big robot that's kind of chasing after you. It kind of sets up like this, this tension and fear. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know you weren't a fan of this game, sir. I was a little bummed. I was really actually hoping you were going to like this game. It started off okay, and then it uh, it kind of turned like bad milk. Uh, I, I remember the seawall not being as good, but I remember when you finally got to like chapter three, that's when the game really grabbed me. I know I didn't work for you. No, it didn't help that every boss sucks. Okay. That, uh, um... Why? As Mori would say, that was a lie. I think that's what he says. I disagree completely with that statement, sir. <laughs> Emmett, what did you think of the early part with the seawall? I really didn't like the swimming. The rest of it I really liked. You know, you got your your action movie guys, your your uh your kind of pseudo stealth. Uh, it was fine. I just really didn't like the swimming in this game, and I'm glad I didn't really stupid do much with swimming. Yeah, it, it, yeah. It's, I agree with you, it didn't really need to be there at all. Anytime you're not walking, it's kind of ass. Because like the slide down the, oh, okay. the the dam later on is garbage. Agreed. The jet ski wasn't so bad in the sewer. That wasn't awful. No, that was kind of cool. I think that's another thing about this game that I like. I like the fact that it had little switch ups like that. I like mm-hmm. that in my third person shooter, which is a thing in the 2000 era, like in 360 era. I played a lot of games that like to switch off from having third person shooter to okay, let's get on a vehicle for 10 minutes. Yeah, I like these vehicles. I especially like the one when you're on the uh, the bus or the uh, the 18 wheeler truck or whatever it is. Can't. Oh, near the end. Oh yeah, we'll get there. And yeah, That's... I didn't get there. I wanted you to look it up, but I was worried it might give you motion sickness, or I would have sent you the video. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about the car chase here when we get to it. Okay, that was a bad part, but I I don't know. I found that the the different environments were very interesting. I mean, the game keeps giving you story beats that kept me that kept me entertained very much. So. My only question is how this be a stealth mission when you're just gunning down robots after robots after robots. Oh, they don't know we're here yet. Like, I think they figured it out a long time ago. (laughs) Charlie keeps kind of poking fun at everyone else. He's like, am I the only person that understands what a stealth operation is? Yeah. Charlie's the British guy that that is sent with Rachel, the two people from Britain that come with you to meet you. What, chapter two of the game, I think? After after the yeah, after you fight the Grand Lancer. And that's a cool boss fight. 
voiced by the uh, the great Troy Baker, who does a yeah. really good British accent, apparently. Yeah, apparently he can. I don't know of a lot of Americans who can do British accents. It's usually just the other way around, as far as right. I know. Exactly. The Grand Lancer fight is just... I agree, the voice acting is really good, though. That Grand Lancer fight, I think, is cool, because it's one of the fights where you can't... like you, Your weapons don't hurt it, so you have to hit it with machinery. So essentially, you know, press buttons and hit switches and things hit things. Is is that the one you're fighting from the like destroyed buildings near the near the beginning of the game? I think so. You fight him a couple times. But I know you fight him in a warehouse where you hit him with a big steel beam. You go through a wall. Oh yeah, no. Before that, you're fighting something. I think it's the same thing. It's probably the same thing. And it might uh, have been the the spider. That's a little later. Yeah. Oh okay. Okay, I got that oh, mixed yeah, up somehow. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about the spider. <laughs> I know the. I thought it was kind of cool. You, they, that first time you fight it, they're giving you they give you the uh, the sticky grenades. And you blow off the armor, and that exposes points where you can actually shoot it with your guns. That was cool. I really enjoyed that. I like that in this game that that happens all the time, where you have enemies where you blow off armor and then you just beat the shit out of them. Yeah, that's cool. I'm just I don't know. I I'm not a big I'm not big in the cover shooters as much, but this is one that this is probably my favorite cover shooter I ever played. <laughs> and I played most of the Gears of War series up to I played one through three. I'm going to have to play Gears just to compare it. One is bad. I'm going to say it right now. One, two is probably just, I haven't played two in a while and three, I haven't played in a while either. But when I played one a little bit before this podcast started, the ultimate version on Xbox one, I did not enjoy myself. Hmm. So it's it, the series. I think it's really good, but I think one is not a good game. We'll, so we'll talk about it someday. I'm sure. I'm sure. So, and then I think it's after you go through the seawall, you end up in what you get into the, the slums of the city here underneath the big plate, as I'm going to call it from now on. And it is during that time where I think the game starts to pick up a little bit. There's a really cool scene, I think cool scene, where you end up seeing a bunch of kids. And for some reason, these two military guys are complete fucking idiots. So you see these kids scavenging for weapons and they just ignore the kids. And then you, you meet some idiot and then the kids end up pointing their guns at you. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's just like, I mean, I don't care if they're kids or not. If you are a, if you are in a military situation, you are aware that in many other countries, especially in a, in places of this where you're having great turmoil, like these people are suffering, the kids are going to be killers, too. Mm-hmm. Yet these yeah. guys are like, oh, they're, they're just kids. <laughs> like, fucking dumbasses. Because show how desperate the situation is. I don't like Big Bo at all, by the way. <laughs> he's, uh, I use him a lot, but he's an idiot. They really went for the stereotypes when it came to the characters, uh-huh. which is, I mean, again, it's made by it's made by Japanese. So I think it's also kind of a little, a little more amusing to me because it's stereotypes of, of Americans. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of it's a little funnier to me, actually, because it wasn't Americans doing it. It was Japanese doing it. Like, punch like how out. do American sound? Oh, they sound like this. <laughs> sound like yeah, I, 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 I watched some uh, some Vin Diesel movies. I know how <laughs> Americans talk. <laughs> That's kind of how it was. I mean, and I think part of it's talk, like, yeah, Jason Statham. That's accurate. And then I think it's midway through chapter two is like when you finally meet up with the other part of the team. Once you get into like into the slums of the actual city and off the seawall. And again, throughout the game, you do get more story is added to the game where they talk about how people weren't known about for a long time. And, and they talk about with the global task force. They talk about the hollow show and they give you all the story. And throughout the game, they keep calling Dan the survivor. I don't think they ever say what he's a survivor from. Not that I recall. I was paying attention to that, and I'm like, they keep saying, you're the survivor, you're the survivor, but they never said what he survived. I got a little irritated because I was waiting for that story beat because I really wanted to know. Hmm. Yeah, if if there was something, I missed it. Yeah, and I I would ask Mike, but he wasn't paying attention, so I know he didn't see it. 
Yeah. I did watch cutscenes though. Okay. Of, of as far as I played. I'm impressed. Oh, we got to talk about when you first meet Faye. So Faye is the Chinese sniper that joined you in this team, which is voiced by. Oh, the great Laura Bailey, <laughs> my other wife. And I, I, I use her once I get her the whole time just because I enjoy having her on the team. Mm-hmm. I enjoy listening to her. So, but when you first meet her, God, there are some really dumb like parts where your characters are like, "Oh, what a nice ass," and stuff like. I'm just like. Bo's like, oh, she reminds me of an actress in this movie I saw. And Dan's like, you only watch porn. And they just kind of give each other a knowing look. He's like, oh, like these compare her to a porn star. What the hell? I, I thought the twist was going to be is that she's a uh, she's like a, a synth a hollow child who's like modeled after that porn star. I thought that's what they were uh, <laughs> foreshadowing. That would have been I mean, more interesting than the actual twist. Before I go any far, I should say spoilers for binary domain are going to happen in this episode. I forgot to say that. Yes. If you care. Hey, hey, somebody might care. <laughs> I care. I think I think the story is one of the strongest things of this game. It's not uh, awful. <laughs> the twist is stupid, but. <laughs> yes, the twist is kind of dumb, but I, I just enjoy that the fact that it gives you the way that gives you the story beats kept me very entertained, wanting to know more, which helped me get through the game mm-hmm. when I first played the first two times I played this. I, this is my third time playing this game, <laughs> so I don't have a problem with it. I mean, I think it's kind of like it's, I think it's also like they give you that experience of letting you see people in the town. Like when you're in the slum, you go to a bar at one point because you're trying to meet up with this with this a guy. And I like that you actually kind of see like a little bit of what's happening in other parts of the city and how these people are surviving. Not very it's briefly, but still, you get to see something. And God, is it a, it is. That is a pretty, it is not a good existence down there, it looks like. No. And the robots come down there and start killing people too every so often, but they mostly don't even, they mostly don't govern at all. They don't care about the slums. All right, I have very loose reasoning for Dan's nickname. Okay. Says Dan has mm-hmm. the nickname Survivor given to him by su- his superiors and fellow soldiers because of his miraculous talent or luck at surviving missions, which are pretty damn hellish. All that it is says. so stupid. <laughs> is it? Huh. Oh, That's all okay. it says. Well, I thought it was yep. like he survived some kind of mission, like in Mass Effect, where one of your backgrounds you can exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's I, was I was thinking, thinking Mass Effect as well. Yeah, that's a better game. <sighs> okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even a big fan of the first game, but that's still a better game than this. Yeah, and then throughout this game, you also have your headquarters that are communicating with you, Beetle One or Beetle Two, whatever the hell your stupid code names are. So you do have someone that's on the other side giving you commands throughout the game. They're probably not evil. No, not at all. No, certainly not. Couldn't be. <laughs> Because that's that's a completely original idea to make the army general guy the big bad who's trying to use things for the wrong purposes. Yeah, they wouldn't. They wouldn't go so cliche. Well, this game doesn't do any cliches. <laughs> this well, game is <laughs> nothing but cliches. I know. It was completely <laughs> And it's in chapter two when you fight. So okay, so before, when we were playing this game for the show, Mike had, was ahead of me. He normally is with with games. And you had gotten to the spider boss. You complained about the spider boss, and I'm like, okay, crap. He's not going to be a, a good fight. But when I got to the spider boss, I had a great time fighting him. I must not have been playing on easy because there's just so much going on. The, he's shooting lasers at you, shooting missiles at you. There's flying guns flying around shooting at you. There's just so much going on and you get the rocket ammo, which you have to use for every boss that I fought. It's like we got to use rockets at all times, but they just only the- give you like one or two rockets. And then you have to run around the battle arena to find more. Yeah, but it's cool. Ah, okay. Uh, yeah, you weren't playing it easy because I could take a few hits and I was just fine. Oh, no. Like, if he got a missile barrage off, I was down. 
Okay, I wasn't. Plus, my allies yeah, had never-ending uh, health kits, too, I found out. Oh, yeah. Oh. Sounds like an easy thing. Yeah, I was... Don't, don't play this game on easy next if you ever play it again, which I know you won't, Mike. <laughs> but that's the way to play this game. Anyone listening that's interested? Because it's, was, just, it's better that way. Yeah, I flat out game over a couple times because we ran out of kits. I did only because there are a couple of scenes in this game where you're by yourself or your allies are unable to get to you. So if you don't have a kit, you're done. But this other boss, than that, they don't run out of kits if you're on easy. This boss was better than the yeah, second boss. it was boss. not on easy. <laughs> the second boss was dumb. Second boss. This is technically this is the second boss. I read uh, down. I mean, the, the second boss with the life bar. Okay. I, I really enjoy, I mean, I, I do, oh, okay, I know what you're talking about now, but I, I want to talk about Spider-Boss a little bit. So Spider-Boss is a giant thing, he's knocking down buildings, and I just, I thought it was really fun because it hit certain things for me that I know I like in a game. I like a boss where I'm able to chip away at him, see him falling apart, see his legs coming off as you're, as you're blowing everything up. It To me, it was very fun. Yeah, the whole concept is great. It's just the execution that I found lacking. If you were on easy, you wouldn't have much of a problem. <laughs> Apparently. Because the game is much more doable. Like, I didn't have to hide. I mean, I did still have to cover majority of the time, but there were times when I didn't have to actually hide. I could just kind of be out there and I'd be okay for a bit. I could take a huge barrage of hit, almost get killed, and keep going. Oh, like, I took that, missiles right to the face and got back up. That was not my experience. Yeah, I played this on the wrong setting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, when I when the way with this show, after I've been doing this for almost or over two years, I learned you can, well, I don't play games. You have to play games on easy if you're ever going to finish them in a week. I usually do anymore, at least games for the show. So I don't, I don't know what happened. <sighs> I got nothing. I mean, I also think the game gives you a, 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 a decent variety of weapons. You get, you can get sniper rifles, you get other rifles, you can pick up big guns that the enemies drop that you can, you know, walk around slowly with, like in a normal third person shooter type thing. I, it has all like it, it, it checks all the boxes. Mm-hmm. I did like the big mini guns that the the bigger robots drop. Yeah. Oh, well, the boss that you were talking about that you hated is also in this chapter. You didn't like the Grand Raptor giant robot thing. Look, like he was from a Contra game. No, the plane is the one I was talking yeah, about. That's the Grand Raptor. Oh, OK. Oh, yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> yeah, a giant need... plane with four engines and shoots endless rockets at you. Yeah. So you have, like we said, you have your normal weapon and then you have a pistol. What was down? Grenades. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then. The right is the <clears> weapon that you, you rotate out for things you pick up. But you have to use the Stinger rocket launcher on this thing to shoot out its four engines, and it does not take up one of your weapon slots. So you can just drop it every time you switch to another weapon. But you also drop it when you get hit by any kind of yes. damage or yep. explosion or anything. I was just constantly dropping that thing and losing it and having to go and pick it up and then trying to aim and something else would hit me and I'd drop it and I'm like... Who signed off on this? <laughs> Who thought this was a good idea? Not to mention, there's little sentry robots that he shoots out too that will get yeah, that, and block your rockets. Yeah, yeah, that was my problem. That I, I could, I could fight this guy all day. It was no problem. But then every time I went to go take aim, I'd get start getting a lock on, and there'd be like seven drones in the way. And my <laughs> allies weren't doing anything to shoot them. They would just be like, "Oh, we're we're taking care of this over here, Commander." Or whatever. it's like, "Target is here." There's like a bunch of guys. If I drop the thing to shoot the drones, then now I got to pick it back up again, reload it. And by the time I've got that all set up, then there's going to be another seven drones in the way. <laughs> maybe this is where the voice commands are supposed to help. Or you can this like, game, oh, maybe this game should have been co-op. Yeah. If yeah. Was I was thinking shooter, that actually like it could be because you're co-op almost the entire time. Other people, this would have been a more fun experience for a lot of people. So it's, I think it's a really missed opportunity with this game. The only, in my opinion, the only real missed opportunity. 
This makes me want to play Resident Evil 5 co-op. One day, sir. One day. That's why we're doing 4 at some point. <laughs> so we yep. should find 5. <laughs> we gotta do the remake of 3 first. <sighs> you really want to play that? <laughs> we did the remake of 2 last Halloween. Do we really want to do remake of 3? I kind of do someday. I'll do it. <laughs> Can't be worse Can't than be. 2, right? Well, everyone says 3 is a worse game. And the people that love 2 love 2 because of the horror setting, which I couldn't stand. So I'm sure 3 will be a better game for us. Yes. Yeah, 3 is supposed to be more action-y. So. I'm okay with that. I like action-y games. Like, the reason I like this game, because it's so action-y. I, other than the stupid lines that come throughout the game, which I, I should have wrote down. I, mean, I can't tell you how many times I heard, You got this, Dan! That was impressive, Dan! Whatever the hell yeah. she keeps saying. Uh, which felt very out of character for Faye, because Faye's... God, do they, they, they get on the stereotype of the Chinese girl, though. Woo, do they get annoying. The way they talk to her is kind of racist, like very yeah. racist. Well, yeah, yeah, it's an American action movie. That's that's what we do, apparently. Like you're just a farm girl, some other rice patties. I'm like fucking a, you idiot! Stop it! Like stop just being a racist to her. <sighs> it is okay. cool how you can make your own team out of your your allies. So I th- I think there's something I miss. Are you supposed to put the nano machines in a pouch, like a little like Tetris game thing or something? Yeah, you yeah. have to actually equip them. I never did that all three of my playthroughs of this game. <laughs> so you just so, bought them and they decided to I bought all, I buy every single one. I thought they just went on. I didn't realize you, until just now when I'm watching videos and I just saw my, I've never seen this screen before. <laughs> That's why they're all different shapes and stuff. Yeah, never it's done like it. The, it's like the Resident Evil 4 inventory system where you got to Tetris them to make them fit. Well, I can't believe all this time beat the game <laughs> three times and I never realized this. Oh, there's no way we could have got anywhere through normal without having those things on. No. I assume they help. You can beat the game on easy without them, by the way, three times. <laughs> wow, I feel like an idiot now. <laughs> <sighs> That's not the first time we played a game where we didn't know we could do something. Yeah, there's something in Quackshaw that... You couldn't run. Yeah, we couldn't run. <laughs> We're like, man, it's so stupid they keep hitting you with these fireballs. Like, oh, my just God. run. Run, what? Uh... <laughs> so I, I want to talk about the jet ski thing. Emmett, what was your experience when it came to jet skis? I had a kind of a hard time moving left and right with them. I think they were a little too sensitive. Otherwise, I uh, I did fine with the jet skis. It's, you know, you go on some ramps, you dodge some missiles. thought it was okay. It was a fun little diversion kind of section. Oh, and I should mention right before this, because you're going to Yakuza Bot, there's a really scene that kind of that kind of fucks with me a little bit in a game that it's a little it's. It's kind of it's very creepy as you when you get into the town or into the area near where you meet the Yakuza guy is going to give you the jet skis to get into the city because you need to ride up the sewer pipes to get or go through the sewage center to get to the city to get into Midgard. And there's a part where they find a guy who was in the construction was damaged in the ruins when you're fighting the spider and he's missing half his face. And he sees a hollow child and he doesn't know he's a hollow child. And They start treating him like complete utter shit. And this guy's like, why are you going to like do this to me? And God, is that a unnerving scene when they finally like show him what he looks like and he starts freaking out. And then this he scene. wrestles away the gun and shoots the people. Him. Yeah, then he ends up shooting himself. It's, ugh. It is it's really crazy. traumatic. It's, a, it's, again, stuff like that that makes me really like this game because it's very, like, it hits you in the face and it, it makes you feel a little, a little uncomfortable. That was the scene that, like, had me halfway interested in the story. I'm like, well, this could actually be good if they really tried. They do try. Yeah, well, I didn't get that far. <laughs> I think if you played it on easy, you would have had a, you would have had a better time. Yeah, well, maybe. I still think the motion sickness would have been a problem for you. Yeah, we're, we're almost there. Yeah, and and the whole part, like when you get into the upper, because I always remember when you get to the upper city of this game, things got a lot better to me. 
And it's the upper city when you finally get the best character in the game. It's when you meet Kane. <laughs> yeah. Kane the French robot. I really like the French robot Kane, though. And I don't know why. Like, it's because that, that whole scene, like, you you come there and you're, you're, you're standing in this, like, cafe. You come out of the sewers and you're just there. And people are looking like, what the hell are you doing? And it's just kind of like, and it's interesting how, like, the, nobody's really worried. Nobody's wondering why these random people who are definitely not Japanese just climbed out of a sewer and are just here. They're like, okay, whatever. With the well, they, they automatic assault them. rifles. Yeah, they're like, oh, we're doing sewer maintenance or something. They're like, oh, you need those weapons for that? Who the hell is going to believe Yes. That? <laughs> I mean, I, I just can't. I don't buy that. But I'll take it. I mean, I, I took it as the people are just very life is a certain way. They don't even think about anything else. Yeah, that, that was my take on it. I mean, it doesn't matter. It's a very but it's it's why you're waiting that you get prompted a couple of times. Like, oh, hey, are you guys should we go look for him? Because the French aren't here yet. And I think it, once you tell Charlie you're ready to go, that's when you end up seeing a van high speed down the highway. And this is when you meet this. Stupid French guy that's in the car. And then you meet the awesome. Yeah, well, the French guy doesn't. He doesn't last <laughs> he doesn't very long. <laughs> oh, he does not make it out of the van. But I, I don't know what it was about a robot with a French accent that was just awesome. Well, this is another cliche because you have a partner now who is the thing that you're fighting against. Like yeah. you're fighting the what do they call them? The scrapheads is the the slang they yeah. use. So he's basically Legion from Mass Effect Two. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess pretty much. But he is I, cool. I, I like him. Yeah, Legion is cool. I, 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 because he's also kind of a juggernaut, though. Like he has, like also every ally you get has different weapons. Everyone's a little different, which I think is a cool feature too. I, I, I like the fact that they give you that in this game. That everyone, you know, so I can kind of pick. Like I'm in theory, you're probably able to pick certain characters doing depending on what you're up to. Which is fine, but they don't give you any indication of what you're going to need in the coming mission. So it's just a no. crapshoot. It's called use a walkthrough. <laughs> well, yeah, there's that. I mean, easy. Yeah, on, a, on a second playthrough, I'm gonna have a pretty good idea of like, oh yeah, I'm probably gonna need this person with this gun here. But yeah, I, uh, I was just just like, eh, I'm probably just gonna go with Kane because he's awesome, and then someone else <laughs> usually Faye. <sighs> Me with Faye, I always have Faye because I just like her. Plus, I like that you people. that you could pick your team like that. They we kind of kind of glossed over it before, Jeez. but, but I used. I picked Faye and Rachel at the beginning, and Rachel's like, why did you pick this team? And Faye's like, isn't it obvious? He's got sleaze on the mind. I'm like, uh, no? What? I laugh when you told me that. That's weird. The game knew you. (laughs) I was just like, yeah. She's like, I knew it. I hate people like you. And Rachel's like, I don't know. I kind of like someone that's upfront about what they want. I'm like, wow, okay. I wasn't expecting that. (laughs) And I mean, I never got dialogue like that because I always had Faye and Kane or I had Faye and Bose. So I get other dumb dialogue, but I never got that one. So that, that's cool that, you know, you can have different experiences like that. Yeah, it mixes up the dialogue, too. Which I'm a big fan of. Oh, chapter three, there there is a scene that I, I'm assuming this is what broke you down was the, the part when you're stuck in the in the van and you. Yeah. So this is the, the big car chase. And it's. Oh God, the van doesn't stop moving in the weirdest directions. And they're also a little bit random because I kept dying on this part. Because for some reason, I didn't realize <laughs> cover. Even, so though, even though it prompts you the entire time when you're not covering how to cover. Well, and I again, it didn't say A. It said some random symbol. Oh. that. Made- <laughs> 
And I don't know why. I don't know why I didn't cover it. I'm like, God, this is hard. I beat this game twice before. This is, shouldn't. Why am I having such a hard time? But you can beat this part without covering as long as you shoot the enemies the right way and get lucky and they have the right patterns. You can beat the game. But, you can beat this part. So any, any game, any game that has one of these sections where you're in a moving vehicle and you need to do some precise aiming is the dumbest shit. I hate this because I have trouble aiming as it is. And to have whatever you're in flailing about like the road's made of ice and it gets real bad towards the end. It's just, it's, <laughs> oh, I have a hell of a time. It's bad. It is the worst part of this game. But yeah, you get towards the end and they start shooting rockets. So Kane's like, okay, I got this. We're going to, we're going to serpentine the entire way. And he starts doing these <laughs> S turns the entire way down the road. And like, I had to look away. Like it's the first third person shooter to ever make me motion sick. Just trying to aim while the car's zigzagging back and forth. So I'm just like, I'm just going to hold cover. I'm going to let, hopefully I make it through the end of this. It was not a fun experience. You you played a little bit past this, right? Yeah. Yeah, I made it to the, the gas chamber, whatever the hell was happening. Almost there. Any thoughts, Emmett, for you about this wonderful van chase? I I just kind of... Well, I recently, um, maybe two months ago, replayed through Enter the Matrix. And I think <laughs> oh, some of those, those really, really bad sit in a moving car that moves real jankily and shoot targets. I think some of that translated over because I didn't have too much trouble with this section. Yeah. That's good. I played Enter the Matrix back in the PS2 era. Path of Neo is good. I've never played it. I've never played Path of Neo either. I, I've had it for years and I've just never played it. Oh, interesting. I've always wanted to try it. Yeah, it's not it's not terrible. At least that's what I remember, but we know how our memories are of games. Yep. Right? It was a great game, Mike. <laughs> uh, episode 30, 38 or so. So, Okay, so after you have that part, I'm a fan of where you go next. I don't know why you go into but you end up in an agricultural plant type thing where you're going through and plant as in factory. I There's a really cool scene when you first get into this where the robots, like police robots, come after you and they're like, please, just you know, drop your weapons and surrender. And they will stand there for a little bit, and I just took aim and just start shooting first. Yeah, I kind of let them. I let them go through a couple cycles of dialogue before I realized it was just repeating. I'm like, well, <laughs> there's only one way out of this. <laughs> I'm a I'm a fan of this part. The, the challenge wasn't too bad. It's very interesting. I enjoyed this part of the game a lot, a lot more than I thought I would. It, but early on in this part is when you have this gas chamber that I had forgotten about it. And I know Mike had a hard time with it, but also like it's if you they're they're all in the exact same spot and they're kind of easy to find them all, all four of them. Not to mention there are there's a room you can go into. There's two different rooms on each side of the of this big room you can go into that will heal you so you're not dying. Yeah, just don't close the door before your ally gets into it because I don't appreciate that. I had Kane. I had no problem. Yeah, I had Kane as well. So oh, he was yeah. just like, oh, we miss you. I shall stand out here. I had taking Kane and Rachel, and then you have to leave someone to guard the door. Well, this is after you're riding through the minecarts, too, or whatever the hell they were. Yeah, minecarts. Yeah, that was that was fine. Where you're shooting that, uh, things to switch the tracks. You can just uh, hide attack the, the clones factory scene. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's Mike's favorite Star Wars movie. <sighs> <laughs> but yeah, you got to leave someone to guard the door, so I left Kane. So it was me and Rachel, and she would not stop saying the same line over and over. It was like, we got to find the, the whatever we're looking for. Every time we left one of those safe rooms, I ran through the room like three times and I found one. And by this point, I was already re- 
already to be done with the game anyway. So I'm like, oh, this is it. This is where I stop. Like, I, I cannot do this. You wouldn't have liked somewhere where the game had sent either. Yeah, probably. <laughs> There's no more gas chambers, but it definitely has its, it has its beats that you wouldn't have appreciated. Uh, I believe that. So I don't think there's anything else to say about the agricultural center. There aren't any bosses in it or anything. It's just run around, shoot robots, shoot more robots, and that's mostly what it was. That's really where the game excels, though, because the gunplay is not bad. It's fun. It's just they want to do all this experimental shit that just doesn't seem to pan out. I disagree. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, how many voice commands did you use? Zero. I used a lot of voice commands. We're going to get to that in a little bit. Oh, I want to hear this. This uh, this is in uh, chapter five, I think it is. There's this boss that I died on so many times. And every time I would be downed, I would be like, regroup on me. I need help. And just someone would walk up to me and be like, I help you. And they stand in front and be like, I have no med kits. And then they would just let me die. <laughs> I just want to come over here and let you know that. <laughs> you see, if you play it on easy, that's not a problem. They have unlimited med kits. Yeah, that sounds great. It it definitely makes the game more fun because you can still die, you can still lose, but it it's much less challenging and it it felt good. So I I, I recommend anyone who's who listens to the episode who gets curious play this fucking game on easy. Yes, really play this game on easy. Oh, the one thing we hadn't mentioned yet is if you blow off an, a robot's head, he turns around and starts attacking the other robot. I tried to do that as often as possible. Oh, I, I never did. I don't think I ever did this. Like I would. Yeah. When I got to a point where it forced me to use cover and there was a bunch of robots, I'd switch to the pistol and do some headshots to try and thin them out. It doesn't work super well because by the time you damage their head, they've taken so much damage, the other robots just destroy them right away. But it was still cool to see. It keeps them occupied, though. Yeah. Plus, again, on easy, it's much more effective. (laughs) (laughs) On easy, I had it where I'd take off somebody's head by accident. He'd be wiping them out, too, with me. See, that sounds fun. Again, that's why I think I really enjoyed this game. All three times I played it has been on easy, and the challenge is there where I have to actually play the game, but it's not overpowering. I can just enjoy what's happening and go through it. I wouldn't Plus, say it's some game with story mode are, but it's easy enough that it's still fun. I still died quite a few times. Well, yeah, plus you made your own difficulty by not using cover when it told you to. Or nanomachines. <laughs> nanomachines <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> cover was on purpose. I mean, I did use cover, but I... I'm not a big cover shooter. I was I, talking about the the car chase. Oh yeah, that that was that was so fucking hard. Oh, uh, you didn't get. I think that there's a part where you're on a subway train and you have you have to shoot out. The, you have enemies that are on these little like hovering platforms, and you have to shoot the platforms that they're that they're holding on to. Oh yeah, that is a fun. Like this is kind of epic to me. And then you then you're on top of the train. Like again, all the action movie moment that you need that you need to have in a good game. <laughs> they check all the boxes. I'm okay with that because I had so much fun. And again, as long as you keep giving me money and you keep giving me that dopamine hit that I get to upgrade stuff and buy nano machines that I'll never use, I don't know how. I always thought you just buy them, they automatically were equipped. So I was like, oh, I bought every single nano machine the game sold me for nothing. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't know this three times I beat this game. I never knew that. That's funny. I guess the game never tells you. Or maybe no, I just skip it. I don't think. I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, I think I just had to stumble upon it looking through menus. Well, some people don't do that, apparently. <laughs> so, and then after, I want to say it's after the subway, there's a, there's a small part where you get split up again. Because it happens throughout this game, they will split up the teams. And I always use the same teams. I always ended up with Faye and Kane. I think the game just gives you Faye and Kane in this part. 
where Kane ends up shooting a rope across a uh, big gap and you slide, you end up, and then Faye ends up falling, he saves, and then you're just with, I think that's how the game go, plays no matter what, that you have these two. Yeah, that's story. who I had. Okay, it's a story beat thing, but for me, it always felt like something different because I always have them anyway because they're my team. Mm-hmm. So I never even realized that the game could be different because I because all three times I played this game, it's always Faye and Kane. Well, in the sewer, it mixes it up by having you leave the teammates that you're with to save the other two who get trapped in this like chamber that's flooding. Which is always Charlie and Rachel all three times I played. <laughs> I always do, I always do the exact same thing every time I played this game. That sounds one hundred percent like something you would do. <laughs> You've been doing this long enough with me. <laughs> And chapter chapter four is, is like with the subway thing. This, I think, when the game gets kind of starts really coming into its own very much so where chapter four is when you go through a whole place. Where you're trying to you're trying to find the resistance that you heard about. And I think you run into them by accident when you're trying to get away from the robots. And you end up in like these in a warehouse basement type thing or something. I can't remember exactly where you're at, but I think you're just you're like you're running through the subway system. And there's a part I got stuck on where I fought endless waves of guys on this train waiting for something to happen when I realized I was supposed to go down the stairs and leave a long time ago. <laughs> I died so many times went and had to get healed by my unlimited med kit so many times before I realized just go down. <laughs> they stopped coming after a while, but they, they respawn for a long time to try to get you to just go down the stairs and keep going, not stay and fight forever. I hate that in games. And it's something so obvious. Like I remember the end of Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions where you're chased after Mysterio and you're supposed to hold like A to zoom forward as you're falling and somehow i just missed that so i'm just like 10 minutes in I'm like this is ever gonna end this is going on for a minute and it's like yeah it probably prompt me at some point to push the damn button <laughs> oh and this game has quick time events but they're not overbearing there's only there's less probably less than 10 of them throughout the entire game so not resident evil 4 we no. got quick time events in boss fights oh my god i have a good story when we get there someday <laughs> well, i was playing that game for the first time but we'll get there someday Okay, yeah, there, there, there weren't many. I mean, they weren't any really, like, they were just hit the A button when it lines up with the blue bar. All oh, I don't even think I did any of that. There was one with the spider. Was there? Yes, for sure. Huh. So you just weren't paying attention. I guess. You were too busy. I don't even remember that. It's not, there are not many of them, but there's a couple. Yeah, yeah, I remember doing one where I kept falling off of the train. Um, other than that, I don't, I never had a problem with any of them. And the one where I kept falling off of the train, it gave me a checkpoint, like, literally right before I jumped. It's good about that, too. So, yeah, wasn't uh, wasn't a problem. The checkpoints are pretty friendly in this game, I think, from what I saw. I didn't see them often, but I think they were pretty friendly. <laughs> I didn't die that much, because that was uneasy. And usually when I died, it was the fucking part with the car where I died six times in a row, and I was ready to quit the game. <laughs> hey, me too. <laughs> Different reason. Uh, but I also got to say the resistance I thought was kind of funny how their whole base is like in a parking garage and not that far away from yeah it's not that well hidden. And it's like oh well, we're hiding in plain sight, but it's like yeah, but you're hiding <laughs> like just a little a little too close to like the center of the government you're you're against. Like this is like a little too in plain sight. Yeah, <laughs> I've been I playing agree. that Were- Werewolf the Apocalypse game that came out at the beginning of February and. I'm sure it's just to save on space within the game, but every hub world is like your camp, and then you go through this very small series of caves, and then you're outside the place that you're going to infiltrate. Like, you think we can move the base camp just the slightest bit away, just in case? <laughs> we want to be right in the fray of things. <laughs> but it's it's during the resistance base, and there's another really good cutscene, I think, that 
to me, helps orchestrate why I like this game so much. So there's a scene where w- there's a there's a guy that he's that's been part of the resistance that I thought the first few times I played this game I must not have been paying attention is the guy's brother named Shindo or something doesn't matter no Shindo's the other guy doesn't matter this guy who's he's like oh he's been with he's been with him for ten years he ends up at one point when you're in the base he starts talking kind of crazy his eyes turn red he, and you find out he's a robot he's a hollow hollow child this whole time and that's when the guy's like he's been with us for ten years and you realize that. These hollow children had infiltrated all over, all over the all over the world, all over the country, and they have just completely—they're everywhere. And people don't have any idea what's and they're and it's a Mata, the Mata Corporation, which is this big think of Microsoft, but they make robots and they just control everything. <laughs> For all we know, Microsoft does make robots. Probably does. Hopefully, no <laughs> hollow children. We'll start getting worried when Bill Gates is 130. Then we start getting worried. <laughs> he died in the 80s. <laughs> no one knew. Microsoft, the Windows computer realized you're going to destroy me someday. I'm going to kill you and replace you. It's okay. We'll just update his software and then he won't work anymore. <laughs> and this is when you, so you didn't get to see the gorilla boss, Mike. Doesn't sound like I'm missing out. I'm way for resistance base. You fight this giant gorilla robot that keeps breaking down gates. And you have to keep like following him and fight him. And like you use rockets a couple times, you blow up some barrels and you, and you just keep fighting this endless gorilla. Endless gorilla. Endless Gorilla. That's my that's my new LP. Look for it on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, you were probably get how how was this fight on a harder difficulty than easy? I actually wasn't bad, weirdly enough. Uh, I okay. at first I was having a lot of trouble, and then I don't know. I just started dodge rolling a lot, and I picked up a this was like a sawn off shotgun that's like in the train terminal where you fart uh, where you where you start fighting the gorilla. And uh, after that, I thought it was fine. I much preferred the second phase though with the. Uh, the detonator bombs and everything. Yeah, that was more fun. It's a, it's a weird, it's a weird, and it's you know, my issue with it. It goes too long, and it's it. This is right before you had the whole thing where I was talking about where the guy goes crazy, where the guy turns out to be a hollow child, and you fight the stupid, what's called a crab boss, but it's not really a crab. It's just a freaking like crane that ends up splitting and tries to kill you. So I didn't appreciate the fact calls it a crab. Do you have to flip it over and attack its weak point? Yeah, I don't remember. I don't think so. <laughs> For massive damage. Oh. It just shot its arms off. And there's a very key scene that I almost forgot to mention. When you're in the base, depending on what your relationship is with Faye, he gets Dan sleeps with Faye. I'm assuming he does, maybe he does no matter what, but yeah. I would imagine that's a relationship thing. Yeah, he, he sleeps with her, and then you can answer, love you, as one of your options multiple times. She'll get mad at you if you say it. <laughs> okay. So, I hit the button before, and she gets really upset with you. <laughs> uh, it, it's stupid, though. I mean, if, if Bill was here, he would complain. You say it's very unearned. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I could think of when I saw him. Like I'm like Bill Tucker would not appreciate this. They just met. They went thing. Now she's sleeping with him for no real reason. It's not earned. It really is. <laughs> Love that. This could be something to for the rest of my life. It's just uh-huh. Bill. Bill wouldn't like this. <laughs> <laughs> or if it's body horror, Bill would really like this. <laughs> I mean, and they keep one other thing we have to say is like they are really racist in general. He keeps calling her a rice farmer. She calls him a Yankee, and it's just. And right before they end up having sex, it's just like one of the lines is, I'm just a dumb Chinese peasant to you, aren't I? With a rifle. Wow. Like, if, I, yeah, that's a, if so many dumb things right before they kiss. And I mean, I can kind of buy it because if you're in that situation, you're both soldiers, so you're going to have a different mindset in general, I feel. But it's unnecessary. I mean, the only point of it is to make you, the things that come up a little bit later, to have that happen. Is the whole reason why they sleep together. A stupid twist. But at, the, but at the same time, he like completely falls in love with her after this. And I, I, I do really, really like. Yeah. 
I don't buy it. Oh, God, I feel like Phil Tucker now. Because it's just, <laughs> I mean, I can understand the sex because you're both soldiers. You're in this situation. I can understand sex. Fall, I mean, I feel like falling in love doesn't make sense because there is no real connection. It's just you're hot. She's hot. Let's go at it, which can fit, I think, a soldier and fit what they're going through. Because if you're in these situations, you're going to be different. You're in a different person. Maybe I can't, I can't speak to it exactly. I'm not a soldier, but that's how I took it. But I don't know. Wait, are you saying that love can't bloom on a battlefield? <laughs> <laughs> Otacon's going to be very upset. And I, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I did really like that uh, that Kane uh, grabs the uh, the shirt of the Mohawk guy. I forget his name. And like Shindo. drags him out of the room. Yeah, and was like, look, let us give him some privacy. <laughs> I love the way he talks. I love Kane's yeah, so good. So much. It's over the top, but it's great. Manzu, like it's also a little bit of French here and there too. It's it, it is. I don't know why, but it's really great the way he talks. Uh, and you can talk to your team members too. A couple there's a couple scenes in the game you're supposed to talk to your team members to grow some of that trust. I didn't bother. I just want to keep the game going. Mm-hmm. And then you have the stupid crab boss. And then the part that you missed, Mike, that I I wanted you to look up, but I was worried it might make you sick. Is at the end of this chapter, you're heading to the Amada Corporation, and you uh, Emmett had brought this up earlier. You ride on a freaking back of a truck. Huh. You want to take this away from here, Emmett? Kind of talk about the scene. Yeah, so, uh, so you're on this truck. It's like an 18-wheeler or some such, I think. Yes. And you've got a, a vending machine in the truck, which I think is where it's like, who, who is who is maintaining this vending machine in the back of this truck being used by these like paramilitary freedom fighters? Well, it was a truck that you stole or that you were bribing the driver to take you here. Yeah, yeah, maybe, but like... I don't know, like, like you're in a war, like, just break open the vending machine and take all the ammo for free. <laughs> There's a oh, couple a Hershey bars stuff. in here for you if you take us where we're going. <laughs> it's, it's, I, this part, well, for one dumb thing, this part really reminds me of Final Fantasy VII, the bike chase. Oh, yeah. That's all I, I was that's thinking about I, the entire fight. I got that vibe entirely. And then like, throughout this fight, like, you start off in the back of the truck, then the truck ends up falling apart, and then you're in the cab only. because I mean, it just keeps evolving, and then you fight a boss that looks just like out of Final Fantasy VII called the, the yep. Tassar Runner. This is this is what I want. You should look this up, Mike. The bike chase, or Tassar Runner, binary donate on YouTube, just so you can see what we're talking about. This is an epic, epic boss fight, and it's probably, even though it's annoying, it's definitely one of my favorites in this game. You know, it pissed me off, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, I really like this cool. boss. It's a giant motorcycle, and he's just chasing after you. You gotta like, blow up his armor, and you can blow. And you just keep fucking him up, and it's just it goes on for a while. He'll shoot rockets at you. You gotta blow up the rockets, and it's just it is cool. Isn't yeah. there a Final Fantasy enemy called like Big Wheeler or something that's essentially this? Yes, Final <laughs> Fantasy VI. That might have that had nothing to do with it, sir. Nothing. That's why I like it. Nobody oh yeah, I, w- I would have hated this. It's cool I, looking, but. It's just more you're moving and the car's moving and you're trying to aim. No. But it's much less upsetting. Oh, yeah, you're not swerving all over the goddamn no, road. No, you driving straight and the enemy will move throughout the, throughout the thing and you have to... It's not as bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, uh, that's cool. Is it sad that I looked up a scene of the big wheel enemy from Final Fantasy VI that we were just referencing and as soon as I saw the, the scene of them on the minecart, the music started playing in my head? <laughs> I didn't even mean to. It's all of a sudden there it was, the minecart music. I'm like, oh... Hmm. Great. Hi, Brain. I love Final Fantasy VI. I haven't made that clear yet on this podcast. Oh, yeah. I, sh- I should play it again. I haven't played it in years. Still good. Still good. And I'm going to look up a video right now just so I can hear that music. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, that, that whole everything. Was, I should get back to my pop boss. Everything about the Siren, <laughs> I think, is very well, I think it's a very good boss. It's a little too long for my taste, but it was a lot of fun nonetheless. 
but I could oh. have been sharp. Oh, he shoots missiles. It's nice that they mix up the boss attacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> ah, you just gotta accept. It's a, it's an action game. Yeah, just have to accept it. And then you all, and then another really cool scene where they kind of try to switch things up. After you're done with this, you get to Amada Corporation's front door. You fight. You get, you get to pilot one of the dreadnought robots that's a giant can that you see throughout that you fought a few times. Few times throughout this game, Kane ends up hacking one to get to kind of use it and fight another Grand Lancer and things of that. So I think that's a very good scene too. And I just. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like that bit quite a lot. Uh, oddly enough, I did it on the first try. Like, I was like, oh, my health's dropping pretty quick. But at a certain point, I guess I just got into a groove and just, uh, uh, the robot doesn't turn as fast as I would like. So I would be getting shot from behind and it's like, you know, warning, warning, attack. And it would show like the, the six o'clock thing and be like, yeah, I know, I know I'm turning. It just, this is really slow to turn, but trust me, I get the, I get the memo. <laughs> you can also go underneath you too. I one time blew off somebody's legs. He was crawling at me, and I couldn't find him for a couple sec for like twenty <laughs> seconds. Under- so yeah, yeah, but it's still it's it's cool. It's definitely a part that I'm I'm a fan of, and I think the Amada Factory too, which you go to next, that has a great great opening in my opinion. You go into the place, and you have a robot secretary who's like, "We're closed. You have come after hours. Please come back tomorrow." And and they're standing there kind of talking, and the 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 screen pans away from her. And she's taking off her arm to shoot Dan. <laughs> and Faye shoots her in the head. I thought that was a really cool scene. They were ready to just kill them. Unsuspectingly, I thought that was cool. <laughs> I told you to come back tomorrow. <laughs> it's, it also has one of the most annoying bosses for me in, in a game in a while. You fight a giant thing that's called the Medusa, I guess. But it looks like you come in, you see a giant chandelier above you in this big open room. And you, as a gamer, you know you're in for a boss fight. Like, you just mm-hmm. know. And what this thing does, it, it I this was probably the worst fight for me because I, I ran out of I was running out of ammo and I forgot you had the pistol at unlimited ammo. I never I completely forgot it existed. And you have to shoot these tentacles, this glowing part on these tentacles, and, and then you have to, and you have to climb up a fucking tentacle too, which is also really annoying. So I was This uh, is uh this was uh this was the part that I kept dying and people will just be like, Yep, sorry, no med packs, and then just continue just shooting aimlessly <laughs> at the didn't even look like they were shooting at the drive drive what are they called? The, the the weak points. Weak points. We'll go with that. I forget. They have a name out. Drive something. It, drive gears or something. I don't think they were shooting at the drive gears. I think they were just shooting at the body of the boss. It's like, mm. they're not the most intelligent AI. No. Hmm. Ironically. I mean, they're kind of dumb sometimes. <laughs> they just shoot at whatever. Like, I mean, that's, that's so. But yeah, that part took me a long time. A lot of med kits were used to keep me in the fight because I kept getting killed. This part was really irritating me, but and then climbing up the pinnacle irritated me, and then you fight him on the second floor, and it it's a really long, long boss fight. Way longer than it needs to be. That sounds dumb. It is dumb. Most of this game is good, but this part was not dumb. It was not good. For some reason, I thought you were going to say most of this game is dumb, and I was ready to agree with you. Oh, this game is awesome! <laughs> uh, you just have bad taste. No, it's bad experience. <laughs> I like to say you have bad taste. That's part of the show. But no, I, I you actually have good taste. You don't make me play horror games. I don't make you play stuff like Robotech. <laughs> if I could go, if I could go back, I wouldn't have to play Robotech either. But we had Greg, so that's what I say. <laughs> yeah, even, even you and Greg admitted that it was bad. You just liked the license. <laughs> I just liked the license. I really wanted to talk to Greg, and that was a perfect and that was the perfect way to get Greg on the show. <laughs> and that's how I got him. He's like Robotech. Oh, I never get to talk about Robotech. Woo! And here he was. So, <laughs> but. 
throughout the throughout the Amada Corporation, you find a lot of different ro- or the same robots. But I, I thought it, it does a very good job of kind of keeping that story going. This is kind of when you start getting the mystery of you're trying to get to the data about the Hollow Children, and that's why you're here. This is not when they have the beginning of the big cliff <laughs> plot twist that's coming. We'll get there shortly. And it's you fight like three bosses in this place. You fight Gosses, which is some experimental elephant looking thing that I kind of enjoyed fighting. It was fun to me. And you, anything else we should yeah. say about anything else to say about this area other than you fight a lot of robots, a lot of robots. Uh, I think that's the name of the game. You fight a lot of robots. Yeah. The ninjas yeah. were cool. Oh, cool is a word for the ninjas. Okay. <laughs> Pissed me off is what I would go with, but we'll go with cool. I don't know. Weirdly enough, I never had much issue with them. Uh, they would just jump around. They would attack the teammates. The teammates would probably just shoot at them a few times. They'd jump away, and then they would just stand somewhere for a second. It's like, yeah, I'll just shoot their legs while they're standing for a second. They pissed me off a lot. They they were the worst for me. They would come and smack me in the face, and I tried to shoot them. I'd miss, and they smacked me in the face again, We and we continue the cycle. I was not okay with them. <laughs> I'm glad other people didn't have bad experiences as I did. Oh, God, this tentacle boss does look like a pain in the ass. It's bad. Oh, it is. And it's probably a lot worse than hard or normal. Yeah, I don't I don't even know what I played on because uh, like I was dying. Like I was n- not like incapacitated, like getting the mission failed screen like so much. It's like, I don't know oh. why I would be trying to play on hard. And there I don't know why you did either or normal. <laughs> but there's a scene early on or in this chapter that where the game really does is this when the game does the... Oh, yeah, this game when it starts to kind of twist. So you run into a, mo- a mod in quotations, finally. And he's, just, he's an old guy in a wheelchair, but he can control robots. Like, he ends up taking Kane over, and he ends up taking Faye with him. And then he drops you... Or, no, they knock you out. Something happens, you get knocked out, and you wake up in a garbage area, which I think is a... It's a, it's just a this is kind of a horror scene to me. And, Mike, you should look this up. It's called Scrap... I think it's called Scrap Area. And I... Because you need to see this scene why i talk about it so you wake up in the screen and you also wake up with a cop that's been chasing after you throughout this throughout this game off and on he ends up joining you even though they argue for a little bit because you know why not and you end up you end up in this place full of dumpster bins and all of a sudden the dumpster bins are coming to life and you just have to start fighting howl children after howl children after after howl children that are all like kind of messed up and they have like part of their face still there and they're mostly robots like it it really feels like a horror game at this point it is very creepy like they're like just like endless zombies and they endless spawn too at different points when the game makes you hit a button to open a door you have to wait and just gun down these things while they're coming after at you i like this spot though how how was it for you on normal or hard, Emmett? I had a lot of problems getting through here. The parts where it's just defend this door as it's opening while the uh the the mechanism has to be turned or whatever. Yeah. Those I didn't have too much of a problem with, but just the movement get from point A to point B to point C. I was always in in the red. I was always behind cover. Usually didn't have much ammo. I ran out of ammo a lot. I used my pistol probably more than uh my primary weapon or the the, the pickup random weapons weapon okay i ran out quite a bit too like even buying the upgrades that let you carry more ammo for your one gun it just <laughs> seemed like it wasn't enough i ran out of ammo a few times too i'm sure on the higher difficulties the enemies take more shots too so we we're probably burning through it quicker yeah which makes sense still don't know why you're playing higher difficulties but you know i don't know. i don't even remember doing it so I don't think the game is very fluid about telling you what the difficulties are. I think they're kind of like, oh, are you new to shooters? And I'm like, yes, I never played a game before. Easiest, give me now. Oh, <laughs> yeah, maybe that was that. It, it tricks people when they do difficulties like that. And they're like, oh, of course I play, you know, so you pick a harder difficulty because you're like, oh, but I'm I'm baby difficulty guy. So I just picked I like playing Metal Gear Solid 3 and it 
It gave me the extra camos <laughs> at the beginning. Uh, I like that setting a lot. I like when it, I like the fact that that's how the game starts. Oh, that's a good game. Go listen to that episode. That <laughs> and it's it's after you end up re-meeting with the team after you get out of this area. That's when they kind of start. He's like, we got to get Faye back. They got Faye. And they're like, yeah, we don't need to go help Faye. They got Faye. And they're like, you don't understand that. They got Faye. And that's kind of how it keeps going. Like, he gets so emotional. And it kind of, Bill would be very upset right now. Because <laughs> it's like, he's all, all because they had sex this one time. He's like, <laughs> I love her. We got to save her. I'll sacrifice myself. The mission, nothing matters. And it's really, like, over the top. Like, you know, I don't, it's, unbe- eh, I mean, I'm going to say unbelievable. Then again, all these robots, all well, that's completely believable. But while well, the guy falling for a woman after sex one time, is, it's unbelievable to me. I don't understand. But it's just, it's just kind of is a little bit off how the I felt it should have been because he just loses all sense, really. And this is also when you, fi- during this point, you find out that Amada is controlling all the robots throughout the entire world. And is going to blow them all up at once if you don't get upstairs and blow up the satellite. Yeah, so I, I figured... The, what what it was going to be was is that there was a similar thing that had happened because earlier on on the train she uh, she takes a bullet for him through the shoulder yeah. I think it is yeah and I was figuring like oh the survivor thing is he's a survivor because like one of his comrades in war took a bullet for him like all those years ago during this like infamous showdown that happened and now because she took a bullet for him he feels like he now owes her and maybe that's what was implied but like uh, they never really explain that and that's just like. In my head, that's that's the case, but they never really say one way or another at all. I think it's uh, filling in a blank that wasn't filled y- in by the. Yeah, yeah because I, I would imagine if your trust level isn't high enough, she probably wouldn't do that. I think she has to. Uh, I think it's part of the game. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I can't tell you because I always play the same characters every time. So it's hard <laughs> to say. Plus, in order to get the trust meter all the way down, you have to literally just shoot them endlessly. <laughs> I did shoot them quite a bit just because they really like to jump in your line of fire. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of annoying. I only shot Bo intentionally once, and that was <laughs> when I was when I was trying to get the game working. He's like, "Just shoot the target. What's wrong with you? Shoot the target." So <laughs> like, fuck him. you. Uh, and it's, I mean, I had I had no problem with the whole like when you and when you get on the roof and you have a time limit and you have to fight this Cerberus dog boss and you have to go blow up the satellite because you end up you get to the top of the thing, he shoots a rocket, and then that's the end of that, and then it puts you into the final chapter of this game. Yeah, I did not actually see that. The, oh, the Cerberus, I don't know why, I could not beat this thing. Because you run normal or hard. Yeah, I guess so. So uh, I had to watch the rest of it on YouTube. This Cerberus, I it just, it was a huge roadblock for me. Okay. I can't even really explain what the deal there was. It's hard, probably. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, like looking at all the bosses, like thinking back, it's like you'd think the Medusa would be where I would get stuck or... Uh, or hell, the spider. The spider gave me a lot of trouble early on, but for some reason, this uh, this Cerberus is like, nope, yeah, you're you're not you're not getting past this. So, rest of the game looks cool. I think I'm gonna start it over on easy sometime. You should. You really should give this game actually play through it. Yeah, you really should because you're you're missing out. Why not? Missing out on uh, oh, story that goes some places. Ooh, it really does. Um, so we're at the final chapter of the game where you're in the Amada Corporation and Faye's missing. You you stop and you're just trying to go kill Amada. Because at first they, they don't want to tell Dan what they have because he's just kind of in denial. And you get to a computer and they show him that the data they found shows that some of the hollow children are able to mate with a, with a human male and then make babies. Somehow. So... <laughs> 
I mean, it's like, okay, he's able to find a way to get a robotic thing. I mean, I don't know, whatever. So they do that, and Faye is one of these 110 people who look human, who aren't robotic, but because one of their parents was a hollow child, so essentially a robot, they now need to be executed, which is also kind of really bad. Like, kind of let them go. Like, you don't, when they want to kill all 110 of them. And Faye is one of them. And it's after this happens that shortly after this, you run into Faye and you have a stupid boss fight where you fight Faye and a bunch of shinobis and Faye's like jumping around in the cutscenes and all this other stuff. Because now that she knows she's a robot, she now has super abilities. Well, yeah, like you do. <sighs> it's till it, I mean, it, it's the whole point of the story, but I, it's anno- it annoys me at this point. Yeah, the, the big twist is that Faye is half robot, <laughs> kind of. This is what they call, they call them hybrids, right? Yes, I think so. And this is what I would had talked to you this morning about, that it, the game is trying to be Dead Space. Did you notice the chapter names? I did not. Hit and I run, you're in for a refuge, bad ground, refuge, refuse and resist, intelligent artifice, and denying destiny. They spell out hybrid. Oh, oh. okay. So it, Dead Space now is I get better. Yeah. I kind of want to say it. Ah, spoiler for Dead Space, if you care. So you skip back a minute. Skip ahead a minute. It's pretty much Nicola's dead. But yeah, it's, okay. I'm okay with that. Hey, somebody might want to skip ahead a minute. You know? Like, yeah. I mean, I didn't give them a whole lot of time. They better. Oh God! You know, grab their phone. <laughs> Again, Dead Space been out for a while, and we yeah. covered. I don't know. I I'm okay with this. Eight was it? Yeah, it's up there. Yeah, it's been a while. I can't remember our episode number that we did Dead Space, but we did it at some point back in October. Yeah, one of your early episodes, too. No, not that early, because you joined July. I don't know what I'm saying. It would have been <laughs> somewhere late 80s, early 90s for episode number. There's too many numbers to keep track of my head, like stuff like this. <laughs> I liked it twist with Faye. Like, I, it, especially when I first played this game, I, I think I, I, I really liked it. The second time I played this game, I really liked it and I forgot about it. This time I was kind of annoyed because somebody spoiled it for me because I forgot again about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my fault. You can't remember it. I don't know why. I can't. Like, I I enjoyed this game, but each time I play, it's like a whole brand new experience. I play each time. Like, I just forget this game. I don't know why. <laughs> I, I could got a guess. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to hear no lip from you. <laughs> oh, it's kind of an annoying fight, but this is when you find out Amada's been dead. And you get the backstory from Amada's creation that Amada had created an AI like 40 years ago. And the AI realized that he was going to kill him. And turn him over to the government to prove something that Bergen stole his technology. So he locks him in a room and suff- and pretty much has him die of starvation, you know, thirst, yeah. and starvation, and ends up putting his body in a tomb and just creates hollow children and stuff like that and keeps going. Oh yeah, seems so like a logical response. I mean, again, it's make you know, it's very Skynet-y, very robotic. Mm-hmm. Sort of yeah, it's very I robot. Like I can't remember I robot other than Will Smith is in it. <laughs> Will Smith is in it. Shia LaBeouf is in it. That's a, Wait, really? Yeah. You said Shia LaBeouf, right? Yeah. I don't like that guy. Yeah, I don't think he likes that guy anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, I forgot he's in that movie. I forgot that movie even existed. But you're right, it is very much like that. And as you get, So after you do that fight, you end up killing Faye, where he shoots the ground next to her, and everybody just walks out there, okay, he killed her, let's go leave, okay, you know, and then she's alive, of course, because, you know. And then... The final boss fight of this game, so you get into the room where you have this big face above you, you know, what is the villain? Andros is above you from Star Fox. <laughs> it looks like Andros from Star Fox. Like, it's just the face of the AI in the big computer room you get to, and you're supposed to, you're supposed to blow it up. And it's at this point when you come in, when the guy you've been talking to throughout the game, Beetle, whatever the hell, Beetle 1, 
your head, your your boss, your general tells you, hey, hey, just stop right here. And then he ends up dropping into the room or waiting in the room with you. And you find out the whole thing was like, we're not going to destroy this. We're going to take this and say we blew it up. We're going to make weapons out of it. Because that's a good idea. <laughs> that's the, so cliche. Yeah, it really is. And it's just kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it doesn't bother me though. Like I, I, and this fight can play a lot differently depending on. So at one, so Bo, so you find out that Bo knew about this whole mission, but they couldn't tell you because apparently you're a robot lover. Who knows what the hell your problem is? But they don't tell you. And Bo well, turns liter- his gun literally, you. apparently. Every, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, just, I found out that depending on what your trust levels are, this fight can go completely differently with how many allies are with you and what happened. Yeah, that's what I looked up to. I didn't read everything. I'm not going to, but I, it does a bunch of different things will happen depending if your trust levels are full or not with different people. Yeah, because like if you got bow high enough, when the general goes to swipe at Faye, he'll take the blow for you. And you can fight bow, I guess. He can jump in one of the mechs and fight you if you're if you're low on your trust level. That sounds kind of cathartic. It's kind of cool. They have different trust levels for everything with those characters. Like if you depending mm-hmm. if, if your trust is low with Kane, Kane won't come back to fight, which I don't think mine is high enough for him. So this seems like the trust level. This is the main thing that they wanted to do is just something at the end of the game. Yeah. Yeah. The the suicide mission in uh, Mass Effect 2. Exactly, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> we need to play that on the show, Mike. Yeah, I know. We need Some to point. redo the first one first. <laughs> that was bad. Yeah, that was that was our worst recording session ever on the show. Yeah, it was rough. I have, uh, I have not heard this. Yeah, it's whenever I don't talk, it's just fine. When you listen to uh, Nerds Without Pants guys, Julian and, and Justin, but when I talk, it's bad because it was picking up the wrong microphone. It's not like I was screaming the entire time. And then, like, <laughs> all internet issues, it was a bad, bad recording. So, uh, <sighs> we kind of we got something in the works to make that better. So, someday, yeah. Someday. All right, nice, nice. Because we need to fix that. <laughs> we have plans and will hopefully come to fruition later. Yep. <laughs> this year. So I guess you can so I guess you can promote a Mass Effect episode and not be like, nah, I don't nah. <laughs> it's there. <laughs> I'm not gonna promote it. So because it's not my, it's not our best work. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think it's cool that the trust level that the trust level can affect how the ending's gonna play out. I think that's a cool feature. The boss fight is just bl- shoot a mech a bunch of times, shoot a mech a bunch of times, eventually the mech dies. That's essentially what the boss fight is. But yeah. He's in the uh God, I can't remember what it's called, the the power Trust. armor from the aliens. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what that's called either. I can't help you. Yeah, power armor. I don't know. I I don't know if it, I'm I'm sure in lore like it has a name, but uh, it does. The big mech suit. Yeah, hey, maybe I don't watch those stupid movies because of this. So. I don't watch those movies because of this show. For your one of your early episodes, Alien Infestation. Yep, that was so long ago. This minute. <sighs> so you end up doing that, and then Faye will come back. This will come and join you in the fight too, and then they blow up the pl- no, they don't blow up the place, but you end up leaving, and the so Faye runs away. They give her the opening because all Charlie says, I'll report you as missing and I'll give you a head start. But they're going to be here in like 10 minutes or something like mm-hmm. that. They're so she leaves and then you get the credits. And then did you is it the credits? Then the final scene that shows what happened? No, I, I think it's I think it's before the credits. OK, so there's a final scene, which would have been a. So it shows some other looking for the hollow, you know, looking for the the hollow, whatever hybrid. They're looking for the right. hybrids. And you see like the, the president and his council talking and they have a they have a thing where oh we're still trying to track down Faye and then it shows this random woman walking in an alley with a cloak and some like guards or you know police force kind of coming after her down this alley and she opens fire does a cool dodge and then she almost gets like she's about to get you know overwhelmed oh. and some guy shows up with a giant turret in his dan oh, I missed that one no I remember the president's talking yeah there's another one 
Because they talk about how, well, she's just one girl. What can she do? And they're like, well, she's going to lead this revolution against us. We need to find her. And this is also when you have a little scene where Dan ends up teaming up with her and he saves her and he pretty much becomes a criminal to, to join her. And then he also kisses her at the end. The ending scene of this game is them kissing. No, Bill would be so happy. <laughs> I hope he listens to this episode because we keep mentioning, we keep name dropping him. <laughs> we I me- like it. We we didn't even talk about how they reprogrammed the AI to. Oh yeah, they, they like question the the judgment of the orders they're given, so they don't launch the nuke. Which is which is good. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, because I think that should be, there should be stuff, there should be something where if someone does something that is very, very stupid to launch a nuke, that there should be things that go, wait a second, this doesn't seem like this is an accurate decision. Yeah. I just believe that. That's what I gotta say. Yeah, I didn't see this last part. I'm watching it now. It's cool, I think. Faye is a cool character. It kind of makes me wish they had got a sequel that was, that played better than this one. Yeah, I would Uh, really like a sequel to this. Yeah, I would too. I, I, it's too bad that we won't get one. Yep. Yeah, it really is too bad. I mean, maybe because like the director or producer or some such on this game is now like creative director at Sega, right? Something like that. They're making busy making like three Yakuza games every year. Is why is it when you said Sega, my brain went Sega, and I almost yeah, just did. That's because we're '90s kids. Yeah. Yep. <sighs> Isn't it awesome? <laughs> Not really, but I'll go with it. Okay, and this time I did something I haven't done that I do. I screw up every time. I have questions. Woohoo! Oh, nice. I didn't forget this time to ask for them until we were recording, like <laughs> I did for so anyone who did listen to this. Also, some illusion guy. I apologize that I forgot during Gaia, but and I escaped. Oh yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I asked in three different groups for this episode. So all right, first from the Overblood group, I got a couple from Ron Hoontone. I don't understand this, but I'm going to read it anyway. How often do you wake up in a cold sweat and froth at the mouth to your kids about playing Binary Domain? <laughs> I don't know. I <laughs> really like the game. Yeah. Or he, I only, I only posted about it once. I don't know. Maybe I did twice. Who knows? From Will Nut Izari, who is the best character and why is it Big Bo? What? Not Big Bo, sir. Big, Big Bo. I thought he was all right, but no, he's no Kane. He's no character. Fay. Yeah, Kane. How, it's a French talking robot. With a, with a fancy, like, hanker chief bandana kind of thing around his neck. <laughs> it's Ascot. Yeah, Ascot or something. Faye's I, a hot sniper. Overblood likes hot snipers ever since Blue Stinger. <laughs> sexy sniper. That. You gotta watch the, uh, the Blue Stinger Super Replay Never again. Man. I'll play it, though. <laughs> no, I won't. Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and from AJ Gonzalez, weird robo-human romance. Yeah, okay. that's an accurate description. Yeah. So if... if Faye and Dan have a kid. Will that kid be like quarter robot? Hmm. <laughs> yes. That's why we need a sequel to like really go into this. Oh God. <laughs> You're not <laughs> sex mini games and everything. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And I got one comment from the Laser Time official Laser Time group from Nick Turner. I played the demo and watched the trailer way back when. There appeared to be a scene of a mad scientist dry humping a computer mainframe, which prompted me to get the game on Steam, but I haven't played it yet. Does this scene deliver? Uh, I don't remember this at all. That's how the hybrids are actually created. (laughs) He just humped a computer. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that was what somebody had to say about this. So I I had to read it, though. And my last group that, that I got questions from, I actually got a lot of questions from the giant bomb group so i was kind of impressed because sometimes they ignore me 
So I was happy they had stuff to say. Uh, first one from Kane Dietzel. Is this backwards compatible? Unfortunately, no. I no. thought it was, but not in the, U- but not in the U.S. Hmm. Which is kind of dumb. It, I, it really should be. Like, it, it deserves... It's, it's a good game. And from Elliot Lucas, Big Bo! Okay. And this is from somebody who's looking at the cover. And on the cover, it has Dan, Carrie, and Charlie... So just I put that out there. You're also going to be the cover art for this episode, depending if you're watching this on Spotify or Pod, listening to this on Spotify or Podbean. From Alex Olmedo, he says the guy in the back looks like he's twisting the other dude's nipples. <laughs> okay. Uh, from Nicholas Carliotis, voice commands were meh, but music was dope. Okay, music was fine. I'm looking at the box art now. He does look like he's getting uh-huh. groped. He's yeah. Charlie's groping Dan. <laughs> and Faye has a has a machine gun, not a sniper rifle. Yeah, but they made sure to get a picture of her butt on the, the cover. Oh, we also, they zoom in on her butt a couple different times in this game, too. It's no Mass Effect 2, but yeah, that does happen. Is that a lot in Mass Effect 2? I, apparently enough that people are complaining that it, they're changing it or whatever. I don't know I don't what's remember. going on. I haven't played Mass Effect 2 in so long. I have a story when we do cover that, though. Uh, right from Saheed Hassan. I never realized until the other day that this was made by Ryuga Gotuko Studio, a.k.a. the Yakuza people. It's such a fun game and what I consider to be the most underrated game ever. Wow. That's certainly some high praise. It's their own. (laughs) All right. From Jan William Van D. Lugester. Great fun game from a great fun team. I played it on PS3 and it was just a perfect B game. Never bothered with the voice command, though. Don't don't bother. Here's a good one from Sam Hawes. Why was the robot French? I mean, I'm not complaining, (laughs) but didn't the guy have a a neckerchief? Yes. Yes, he did. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Uh, from Jonathan Derrick, it's the Accusa team somehow doing RoboCop and I, I oh and I Robot at the same time and it's glorious. I love a sequel. So would I. Yeah. All right. From Adonis Table, I really like this game. Was surprised it was my by the Accusa guys, but my favorite part will always be the French robot. <laughs> yep. Uh, from Justin Hafner, I liked it. I miss quality double A games. I don't really yeah. think about. I, I guess that's a thing. Yeah. Here and there. Uh, and this one is a meme somebody made, and I don't really get it. But it's for, it's, a, it's a Persona Four meme, so it's it's. I'm gonna show it to you, Mike. But okay. I'm gonna just to the audience that can't see the picture that I'm talking about. So somebody took the scene of of the group of Persona Four sitting at the table in June's outside June's, June-esque. and it has Big Bo sitting there waving, sitting at the table with them. Somebody made a dumb meme. Okay. <laughs> I'll show it to you, just because. And from Joseph Gilligan, I don't want to be that guy, but it's on Steam for cheap. Yes, it is. Buy it. It's like a. At the current, well, the time you hear this, it won't be on Steam for cheap, but it goes to Steam sales a lot. So just put it in your wish list if you're interested. It's worth it. Because right now, it's the time of this recording is $3, but by the time you hear this, it will not be $3, I'm sure. So it's, it, it goes in sale a lot, though. Mm-hmm. I bought it for like five bucks, but it's it's worth it. I'm sure that's how I ended up with it. Yes, I talked about it a lot. And last last comment I'm going to read from Greg Parsons. I love a game that swings for the fences doing something a bit different, even if and sometimes especially if it winds up a bit janky in the end. The voice stuff is straight up, doesn't work, but it's a good thought and easy to work around. Excellent robot dismemberment. Slightly branching stories and trust mechanics are unique in the genre. And I had a good time with it. Short answer, I think it's neat. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad to see that most people enjoy this game. Makes me happy. Yeah, it's a fun game. I was I was bummed, Mike, that you didn't enjoy it. That's okay. It I was I, I felt bad. But I wanted you to. I want you to enjoy the picks that you pick, and I kind of feel bad. Like, no, I don't. <laughs> yeah. You only want me to suffer through the picks that you pick. <laughs> oh, some. Oh, hey, only one was really bad this season. Robotech, right? Uh, this season, yes. Last season is another story. What was last season? Was the worst for you? Probably Blood Omen Two. Okay, that was worse for everyone involved. <laughs> I wasn't. That wasn't a pick of. Ooh, this looks fun. This is. I need to finish this damn series. Mm-hmm. We got one left. 
coming up in nine episodes, I think, yeah, episode 119, we're doing Legacy of Kane Defiance, and we're done, done with Le- Legacy of Kane. We could play the Tomb Raider game that has the Legacy of Kane skins. That's a good game. <laughs> what is that, Guardians of Light? Something good like game. that? Both yeah, are good, good game. game. Temple of Cyrus and Guardians of Light. I would gladly play them for the show. I own both of them. Oh, yeah, so totally. If you ever want to do them, I'm up for it. All right, well, I think we should go to Shelf or Box. Shelf Stacker Box. Oh, we forgot to do that in our last episode we recorded, too. That's okay. It's, I don't know that it really fits so well in the MCU just because that's been a running series and we kind of incorporated this recently. But that's whatever. That's neither here nor there. Yeah, because no one knows what we're talking about at the moment. <laughs> so, Shelf Stacker Box. And Mike, why don't you go first? Uh, so, no surprise, I didn't finish this game. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I did want to like it. Like, it was such a bummer that I got the shotgun. It was so satisfying because you shoot a robot and they just fly apart into pieces. But then the next time I picked up a, a weapon, I'm like, well, can I swap out the pistol or the grenades or something? No, you just have that one one slot that you can swap out weapons for. And I'm like, but I want the shotgun. I want to I want to destroy things with that. It just sucked that they you don't have different weapon loadouts that you can use. It's just it's sticks you with that stupid assault rival but like it's the comment the jesus like the <laughs> you're gonna cut this <laughs> like the people were saying the voice commands don't work difficulties all over the place but that being said i do want to go back and try it on easy to see if i can make it further and maybe i can just crouch through that whole car scene and make it through unscathed so i'm gonna put this in the stack maybe i'll get back to it someday but i don't want to completely write it off just because i had a bad experience this time okay i'm glad that makes me feel better because i made you suffer through this right how would you emmett shelf stack the box uh, i'm gonna say shelf I-, I see myself playing more of this game uh trying to finish the normal playthrough probably just starting it again on easy um i really enjoyed it i want to see like, I want to see this game through to the end, and I think even then, I'm, I seems like a game I'd probably replay every once in a while. I had a fun time with it. you have more fun on easy, too. Yeah, probably. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm sure I will. So just, I feel bad. I should have told you. Well, I didn't know, but I, I should have warned you guys. Like, yeah, I guess it's harder than I thought. I, I feel bad you guys didn't have a good experience. As good as you could have. Right. So, all right, I'll go next. I'm going to put this game in the shelf off. So I, I really, I've enjoyed this game the last few times I played it. I enjoyed it this time. Every time I play this game, I enjoy it. Is it a good game? I can't answer that, but I enjoy playing it. <laughs> so I, I think it's a, you know, it's a, it's fun to me. It hits the dopamine hits. It's on easy. It's not too challenging. It has enough different stuff going on that keeps me very interested. So I recommend playing it. If it's something that you're in, you're into this style of game, give it a try. I mean, yes, we ruined the story. It doesn't matter. The game's still but fun. If you're like Mike, you're going to forget it anyway, so. <laughs> I mean, I've, this is the third time I played this game, and I forgot each time, so <laughs> unfortunately not true. But, you know, I, I say give it a try. It's definitely worth playing. It's going on my shelf, and I will keep trying. I will keep selling this game to people because I think it's definitely something people should play, and it doesn't get enough love. All right. And we should introduce, I'll introduce what we're going to be talking about next week because this is my pick. This is a pick 100% for me, by me. We are going to be covering PlayStation's 2 2006 Dirge of Cerberus Final Fantasy 7. You got to sneak that Final Fantasy 7 in the title so people know. <laughs> Again, it's a game that when it came out, I had played Final Fantasy 7 like the year before, so it it I knew everything and now it's been 15 16 years and I'm like, "What the fuck?" 
I don't know any of those references anymore. Have we'll talk about it next week. Place. <laughs> yeah, it should be interesting. So, hey, hopefully people listen to it. Yeah, I look forward to listening to it. Thank you. Because it's going to be a dirge of Cerberus. It's not easy to run. <laughs> Let's just look that way. It's a lot like this game where it tries a bunch of stuff that don't really pan out to anything. <sighs> we'll get there next week. Next week, we'll have that conversation. All right. So I want to thank everyone for listening. Thank Emmett for joining you back with us again. And oh, it's you, fun to be here. And if you enjoyed this episode, definitely go check out everything else that we do. We have tons of episodes for you to check out. We have comics. We have movies. We are going through the MCU movies, even though I haven't published one in February. So there should be Civil Wars coming up. We, we did Tangled. We did Dark Crystal recently that might be out by the time you're hearing this. So definitely go check out all those episodes. If you go through our backlog, I'm sure you will find something that interests you because we've covered lots of random shit. I don't know why, but we have. So definitely <laughs> go check that out. There's some really weird episodes in, in the collection. Yeah, especially the old days before you joined. There's some really weird shit. There's weird stuff this season. Go back and listen to Gotcha Force with Jeff Cork. Yeah, yeah that was weird. <laughs> Good episode, but weird as fuck. Yeah. So yeah, definitely bad. go check that out. I want to give a shout out to our awesome intro and outro, courtesy of Bobby, aka Mike Stoney from his EP "Bite the Bullet." Song is that cool, Kid Squad? And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Just search Games My Mom Found. You'll find us. Twitter, I'm at Mom Found. Doesn't matter. And please subscribe to us on YouTube. I need more subscribers. At the time of this recording, I am getting close to getting my first 100 subscribers. I post all the episodes on there. Nice. I mean, they're just a video. They're just audio. But still, please help me out get my 100 subscribers. I can finally get my custom URL. I'm only 17 away at the time of this recording. 17. Help, help me out, man. Help me out. And I think that's all I got. We will see you guys all next week. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye.